All right, here we are. Welcome to podcast number 22, Gone 22. Trippin' Podcast. Big episode. I yeah. think today was probably one of my more favorite subject matters. Yeah, it was. VR. Yeah. Uh, and with, we interviewed Michael Hodson yeah. of uh, OnlyInVR.com. Yes. Um, they do travel and uh, entertainment VR, so like concerts and things. Yeah, and, uh, it was a really cool conversation. Yeah. We so, learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a ton. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought I knew some because, you know, I follow people who are in that right. dome, but like yeah. not even close. And VR is kind of like a big buzzword nowadays, but. Yeah, like I, he, he gets in depth and gives us some really good information about it, so. Oh, but uh, speaking Checking, of advanced yeah. technology. Yes, yes. SolicityCloud.com. Yes, SolicityCloud.com. Yeah, right. they are. Um, so we've been talking about Solicity on the podcast here, but Solicity Cloud is their way of pivoting to uh, offer more services to business owners and uh, really anybody with a website. Um, yeah. They're doing our website right now. They're working on it. We're yeah. hoping to get that up next week. Yes. So, so you sure might you... be listening to this and our website is live. Yeah. And if it uh, if you go into it, you'll know it's live. The, the one that's done by Solicity Cloud. Yeah. Because it will say made with love. By Solicity Cloud. There you go. So uh, I believe it's a heart. Yes. But yeah. So uh, <laughs> it should be exciting. Uh, they do all things web services. So yeah. Um, not only do they build your site to uh, make it more friendly to SEO and things like that, but also right. uh, help uh, with marketing it and yeah, monitoring uh, all sorts of good stuff. So check it out uh, if you're in any kind of need for website stuff. Yeah. SolicityCloud.com. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to Gone Trippin' Podcast. Gone Trippin' Podcast. Yeah, here we are. Uh, we got an awesome guest today we're excited about. Yeah, this is um, a definitely a new one for us, new yeah, territory. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, it's an interesting territory for sure. Um, uh, it's basically we're talking VR, virtual reality, yeah. which is hitting, hitting a lot of places, a lot of different, um, sure. uh, they're using a lot in sports. Uh, for training quarterbacks and things. Oh, is that right? Um, and that uh, yeah, Stanford University was using it last year. Yeah, for their quarterbacks. And it was you might really have cool. heard of Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Facebook bought them at one point. That's kind of the the big VR headset name, at least. Yeah. Um, but even a lot of phones have gone into VR with just having mounts. But, yeah, where you put, you put your, your in there. foot phone right in there. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and I, I have lots of questions about VR, so I'm really excited to get into this one. Yeah, so today we have our guest um, on the show, and he is the CEO mm-hmm. of uh, Only In VR. Yeah, Michael, uh, Michael Hudson. Hudson and uh, OnlyInVR.com. Michael, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate being here. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, so you do uh, Only In VR. Uh, you, focuses on concerts yeah like that, that. So we do mostly up on stage during shows sort of best seat in the house type deal and then behind the scenes in the tour bus or the recording studio or things like that fans would love to be able to go get access to locations like that and they can't do it in reality so we do it in virtual reality right very right. cool very cool well I want to get more into that, but first got to start out with our drink of the day. <laughs> so today we have our, our drink of the day, and it is uh, Boosted Smoothie Green Machine uh, by, by Naked. the company Naked. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Make sure you shake well. Exactly. Mm. This this looks like... This um, one you shake harder than the, yeah, the, right. the mango or guava. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is like... It, it has the consistency and look of one of those like um, drinks that uh, a character on a TV show is forced to drink. Oh yeah, it's like that putrid green. <laughs> this, <laughs> but I'm sure it's gonna taste. It, it's a green amazing. smoothie, right? right? So it's uh, it's puce in color. I mean, we got like apple, broccoli, mango, a bunch of good stuff on the cover here. Banana. Oh man, you like that? It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. You know, it's funny because it's a thicker drink. Yeah. Um, so you got to get used to that. That apple is strong. Yeah, it's quite viscous. Mm-hmm. Quite viscous. Way to pull out the words. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of an obscure word. That's kind of like a calendar, a di- like yeah, a, calendar, a word a day. Word a day. Viscosity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's got all sorts of uh, nutrients in it. Um, 
I guess, two and three quarter apples. So I got more than That's my why. apple a day in this drink right here. Yeah. I'm halfway through. It's actually pretty tasty for a health drink. Yeah. I, I'm not halfway through, but. Getting naked know. on a Monday. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, back to Michael. So you, you originally started doing only in VR with uh, travel destinations. Is that correct? Right. That's my background. I was I did travel video for about six years, and so when I started getting into virtual reality, I was working with some of the same clients I was working with back then, hotel chains and tourism boards and stuff like that. So still do a little bit of that, but um, that's where I started. And, cool. and uh, is that one of those situations where you know you're at the location, you're videotaping it? the The more you look behind the curtain, the less fun the destination becomes. Uh, no, I think it's actually kind of the opposite. I mean, there's a lot of people that wouldn't go or don't, wouldn't feel comfortable about going to a place if they just look at a regular video because it's just rectangular and they know that they're looking at whatever the director wants them to see. Mm. And then in 360 video, they can get more comfortable with like, you know, what, what really, what's it really look like on the street? So like we shot some stuff in the Middle East and Jerusalem and, you know, there's a lot of fear about for people going over there and regular video is great, but being able to look around and see, you know, there's not, you know, crazy right. violent people standing behind the camera person that you could <laughs> normally see, I think makes it a lot easier for people to get comfortable with a location. Right. Right. And I guess you're controlling what you see with VR, which is kind of the, the big freedom with yeah. VR opposed to just traditional video. That's yeah, cool. that's a, that's the big deal. Is the viewers get the viewer is the one in charge, and that's that's the thing that is exciting to me with about VR in mm-hmm. the outdoor industry. Um, I know you kind of look at it as like, oh, cool, I don't have to go to the outdoors <laughs> to, uh, to to see. I yeah, can just go virtual. It's like the ultimate preview. Yeah, but <laughs> a, a preview is the key there because yeah. I think what it actually does. I think some people might go, oh, it's going to ruin the tourism industry. I think it's actually going to enhance it, right? Um, as it helps people to get, you know, we, we talked. Right. Uh, last episode about um knowing your surroundings uh and if you if you're not huge into hiking or you know huge into traveling and you're just like you know i'm going to try to do something with my family you can scout ahead with vr scout ahead with vr is way more efficient as far as actually knowing what your surroundings are than just like reading a blog post about it right right um and so that's that's kind of the cool thing that's exciting i know like uh visit idaho the idaho um tourism uh, they, uh, for the last couple of years have been doing these 360 views, uh, with a lot of the state parks they have there in Idaho sure. and stuff. And, uh, it, it, it definitely gives you a lot more of like, okay, this is what to expect. Um, but it gets you excited and, I, and doing it virtually where, you know, you feel like you're there. Yeah. I, I mean, that's gotta get you hyped up to go, okay, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. You know what I mean, I mean, I've seen, uh, and I'm sure Michael has too, uh, videos uh, online of people doing like uh, roller coasters in VR, and mm. they'll they'll <laughs> literally like fall like out of their chairs, or if they're standing, they will trip and fall because your brain is so invested in what you're seeing in front of you and has no real concept of like, yeah, it's not real, but like in the moment, your brain oh, is yeah. fear, you know, and it just takes over. Yeah. Or uh, if anybody gets messed with while they're doing VR, you know, you grab somebody, they'll like crumble because yeah. they, their body just has no way of processing somebody grabbing you without you seeing them. Well, and that's the thing, like when I told you they, they brought it into sports. And I don't know if, Michael, if you've seen or heard much about the uh, what Stanford was doing. I think it's going to go more into other colleges now, but mm-hmm. with their quarterbacks, um, you know, you go to practice and you have the defenses out there and everybody's wearing shorts and t- and jerseys and helmets, but they're not wearing any pads. And even if they are wearing pads, they're not going full bore. And right. So you don't get the real game experience. Um, and it, it was funny watching because basically they're in a room like the one we're sitting in right now um, without the green screen, of course, and uh, <laughs> hooked up to VR and they're, it's, they're in a game situation. So it's, you know, Saturday, football day, and uh in in the vr and so the quarterback's able to see the rush coming in and get that game-like experience just have a football in his hand because most of it's muscle memory right and that's really cool like uh yeah it has to have a huge effect like you're saying like you feel like okay i'm really gonna get hit right it's Um, crazy i mean (laughs) when vr first came out and i'd love michael's opinion on this one uh i i didn't expect it to be that much i didn't expect it to be like that overwhelming for people um, to have it right there in front of their face. Uh, 
I don't know uh, what the VR industry kind of feels about that, but uh, it's almost like the when the Wii Remote came out and people were smashing <laughs> their TVs because they weren't wearing the wrist bracelet. Is, mm-hmm. is there like a fear that you know somebody's gonna get hurt because they're so invested? Oh yeah, when you the, all the apps when you launch them now, they've got the the warning thing, you know. Sure. Watch while seated, and you know, pay attention to your surroundings, and yeah, there's, I mean they'll cover their legal side with that. I don't think there've been any bad stories about it. Thank goodness. No one's right. falling off the balcony or anything. Yeah. But yeah, the whole point of VR is to immerse yourself in a different location. So, I mean, like it's really difficult explaining it to people that haven't done it. Um, sure. cause it's, it's one of those, you know, you can talk about it and explain what it is, but until you put a headset on, it's really difficult to interpret what's happening to you or to uh, people that haven't done it. So, but the best way I could explain it to people that haven't done it is when you put a headset on, you're transported to a different location. Like you're not, you could be sitting on your living room couch and, you know, our company, for instance, we can put you on a stage at a concert in Nashville or Austin or wherever we're shooting. You feel like you're there other than, you know, you're touching the couch, but what you're sensing visually and, and from the audio is an entirely different location. So that's why it's it's like you were talking about with the people that get touched when they're in virtual reality. It's very disconcerting because their brain is right. kind of transported to a different location. Yeah. It's amazing that your brain just goes. Yes. Yeah. Our animal brains aren't meant to <laughs> like see something <laughs> and not like see it in front of us. So, well, what is it? T- I guess how many cameras do you have at a concert that going on to get to really catch that VR experience? So the principle of 360 is the same regard, which is multiple cameras shooting in one location in every direction. And then you stitch it back together into one video. Hmm. So there's a bunch of different camera rigs that you use, but they're all, it's a three camera, four camera, six camera, whatever set of cameras. And they shoot in a, you know, the, the camera doesn't spin around. That's one thing people kind of ask me all the time. It's static. It sits there. You just have cameras with super wide angle lenses mm. shooting, covering the whole 360 sphere with individual cameras. And then in post-production, you go back with these computer programs and you stitch it back together into one video. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for a normal, like a club stage scene that we'll do, we'll just put one camera rig up on the front edge of the stage and that's fine. You, the, your position when you're in the headset is on that front edge of the stage and you can either look to one side and see the band or look to the other side and see the audience. Huh. And then if, if we're dealing with a bigger, like a festival stage or something like that, we may put one back near the drummer, one ed- on the front edge of the stage, one in the side stage area where you're kind of near the VIPs that are hanging out the side stage. But it just depends on how big the stage is, really, for how many camera rigs we've got. So you don't have a guy that's got a camera that's going, like, getting in the, the singer, the drummer's face, or anything. you just have set cameras that are preset, yeah. so you're not interested. So one thing the bands really like is there's, actually, there's no camera person. Nice. So the, the cameras, are, they look like a big microphone on stage, so they don't really distract from the band's performance live, which is what their key deal is. That's where they're making the money, is from people showing up to see them at live show. And so, yeah, and you don't, unlike a regular video production where you need to move the camera and do close-ups on the guitarist's hands or the singer's face or whatever and cut away to all those different things, 360 is different because the whole atmosphere we're going for is to put you into a quote-unquote seat. And so if you think about being at a concert in live reality reality, you don't have the ability to do a close-up on the guitarist's fingers and, you know, everything you're just in a seat and you're watching your show we're the same way it's just that our seat we're putting you in is up on stage awesome like your backstage passes that's awesome yeah that's so cool that's super cool so is it a a, do you guys do it where you record it and then somebody can vr later like you have to i'm guessing there's a long process to stitch the feeds together if there's multiple cameras yeah, so we'll do right now. All the stuff on our VR app is recorded content. We record it, we go back and we edit it and color correct it and put titles in the beginning so you know what the song name is and stuff like that. And then we're actually testing and we'll go live with it uh, in July, live streaming. Yeah, uh, that's the what technology's I was ask. gotten a lot better now. And, and technically, what you can do now is take those camera feeds directly from the cameras, put it through a really powerful laptop, it'll stitch it up and put it into a 360 video right there with a little bit of delay, obviously, for the computers to process. And then we can stream that up to the cloud and directly out to the app. So you'll be able to watch a show. I mean, it'll be slightly, you'd never know the difference. It'll be like 30 seconds delayed from live. Wow. Um, 
And so we'll have both on the app by certainly by the end of July, we'll have live streaming and we've already got the recorded stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's going to be a totally different world where you, it doesn't matter where a concert is. Right. You can still go, <laughs> you know, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the most mind blowing thing to me is like with the internet and communication, it feels like the world is so much smaller. You know, I can talk to somebody in China and then I can talk to somebody in Australia and then South Africa all at once. Right. But you know, there's no like real being there yet but yeah. with vr i mean that's like the next we're, step we're this close to teleportation right right yeah, yeah basically no, basically well the, the thing is like i that really interests about me is um i i don't go to a lot of concerts mm-hmm. you know um and i've gone i've gone to a handful of concerts uh dirk spentley i've done uh multiple of his i really like dirk spentley um and uh but it's always for me like the crowds. And so there's a lot of people I feel like that are in my situation that like, eh, it's not worth the time in line and, you know, sweating and sure. bumping into people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that stay home from concerts. But this is one of those things where uh, I, I think it's a market that hits a lot sure. of people who may not go to concerts, but like, hey, I want to listen to the music and feel like I'm there. Um Right. And, and and that's pretty awesome. Especially now, I mean, with safety concerns, mm-hmm. with having huge crowds of people, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, only a couple incidents makes enough people stay home yeah. that, you know, concerts start to suffer. But this is a way for people to be there without risking themselves physically. Yeah. And well, I, I think that can help the, the music industry quite a bit. D- yeah, definitely. And, and just cause it puts people uh, who may be like my wife, who's helping produce today. <laughs> Hello back there. Um but she's expecting she's eight months pregnant. Uh, right. She might not want to be going to a concert, but uh, if uh, she had access to go to Taylor Swift, right? VR, <laughs> there you go, right? So <laughs> she's oh Taylor Swift. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and it's <laughs> it's also you know simple logistical stuff. Like if you're like you're about to have a kid, uh, and even if you were an active concert goer, you know what are your chances of getting a babysitter on a Friday night to go see your favorite act in your <laughs> local city? Like not yeah, right. very high. Um, but you know, you put the kid to sleep and you can strap on a VR headset and sit on your couch and drink a beer and watch the show that you would have been at, even if it's, you know, only five miles away from your house. That's great. And then that same opportunity, you know, one of the venues we work with in Austin is a sort of world famous blues bar named Antones. Um, and they've got fans all over the world. They get emails from Cape Town, South Africa and Sydney saying, we'd love to come and just watch it half a dozen shows at your place, but we're not going to pay $4,000 for a plane ticket. (laughs) Right. Uh, And we can, you know, for those artists and venues and festivals we deal with, we can basically expand their scope of operations to essentially unlimited to whoever owns those VR headsets, which is pretty exciting from their point of view. That's awesome. Right. I mean, VR is basically like uh, for any gamers that are listening, it's like fast travel. You know, it's like instantly (laughs) you're there. It's the travel without the travel. Yeah. Which I think is like so cool. Well, and and that's one of the, so with the travel side of it, uh, I know you said you've done, been we're doing a lot of travel. Now you're focusing more on, on um, your concerts. What are some of the places that you've traveled to uh, for the travel side of VR? So we've done a lot of Europe stuff, a um, fair bit of U.S. content, and then probably the most exotic place we went to was Sri Lanka, mm. uh, over near India. Um, and that was one of those locations where, three, like we were talking about earlier, 360 really helps to sort of set people's fear levels lower or comfort levels higher, however you want to look at it. <laughs> sure, Sri Lanka sure. is kind of one of those destinations where it's a little bit exotic and people might be like, mm, you know, yeah. what's it really like? Um, and you strap a headset and you take them on safari and they're like, okay, this just looks cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, now I want to go. go right. This. And <laughs> you know, you, we did hotel too. It was with a hotel company out there and we were, you know, we shot the hotel rooms and the hotel lobby areas and everything else. And you look around and you, from the hotel's point of view, you know, they can get good Yelp reviews and everything else, but it just helps to put people in the location. It just makes them a lot comfortable to look around and say, okay, this really is a four-star hotel. I get it. I'm totally comfortable. Right. Well, oh, yeah. to stay there. That's and, really interesting too. And you know, we've talked about this before, but like pictures never fully do justice. No. Um, There's always know, an angle oh, yeah, and a light, you yeah, know, or, something or a lens that's like, this yeah. doesn't look right. Uh, <laughs> and I, my, my wife and I were doing house shopping. We were amazed how smaller, how much smaller the houses actually were right. when we got to them. Absolutely. Um, 
But with VR, like putting you in the room, I mean, it's going to give you a pretty good idea right? Uh, of what you're looking at when you're looking at a hotel room. Um, yeah, it was it was funny. When I first started doing 360 stuff with hotels, I actually would have never thought of this, but every hotel person I put it on their head, they were like, I thought of it as a sales tool like we were just talking about. All of them, their first reaction was, this will be great to reduce customer complaints. Yeah. Um, right. Because I shot, like I've done travel video and travel photography and everything else. And like you guys were talking about, you slip a wide angle lens, you stand in the corner of a hotel room, you can make a 200 square foot hotel room look pretty massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can't fake it with a 360 camera. Yeah. If you drop the camera in there, that is what it is. And right. I wouldn't have thought of it, but all the hotel people were like, oh yeah, this is perfect. They can preview their rooms. We won't get complaints at the front desk because we can say like, that was your room. And right. Um, Right. So that part is great for them. Well, yeah. and, that, and that's funny because you brought up one of the our biggest things is expectations. Right. People, a lot of times, you know, you talk about Yelp reviews and those type of things. You get all these uh, reviews and everybody has their own perspective um, mm-hmm. on a situation. And so if somebody sees a picture of somebody that you know, they took in a corner with a big wide lens. Sure. They're going to get there and like, this isn't what I was expecting. Right. And they're immediately all of a sudden like three star review <laughs> because their expectation wasn't met. But if you know, like, okay, I'm getting a 200-square-foot room, and I know exactly what it looks like, all of a sudden when you get there, you don't have that uh, under expectation. Right, that, like, sucker punch to the gut where you're like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. So for me, um, I can't wait till you can do it with food, and (laughs) and I can go and see what... uh, Oh, but food looks on that point, we got a how how close you guys get to getting smell. That's the next (laughs) big one, right? I mean, it's kind of half joke, half serious. The thing that other people are working on is all those other senses so sure. that when you're in a headset, you really do feel fully immersed. Right. Even like um, vibrations so the one, and stuff. The one that, that you know, most clearly they're working on is haptic. So you feel you, your hands oh, wow. in a situation. So you put on gloves. And so you'll be able to touch things and actually feel oh, the, the sensation, sensation of touch. That's um, crazy. But yeah, it'll be interesting as time goes on. I mean, all that stuff will end up getting developed. It's just a question of, you know, bright engineers and money. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So it'll all end up happening down the road. But it'll be the big deal for us is audio is a is a a lot bigger portion of your perception than people realize. Hmm. Um, and having really good audio, one of the technologies, all this technology has advanced dramatically in the last two years. Like we were talking about stitching and live stitching. One of the other things that's really advanced is directional audio. So with certain uh, specialized microphones, what you can do is like put it, in the, put it under the camera in the middle of the room. And then when people are talking around the room and you have a headset on and headphones on your ears, you because we know where you're looking at in the headset because we can track your head and there's really nice algorithms now where if someone's talking behind you you can it'll the sound will come from behind you that's wow insane. that's really cool that's oh, awesome man, i can't wait yeah, for not, haunted yeah, houses not, yeah podcasts would be great for that yeah right um, <laughs> right better and i mean it is it has been pretty amazing how quickly the technology has gotten better the only thing we're all really really waiting for in the vr world is the the headset the resolution on the headset just isn't good enough yet um so it's cool and it looks good but it's still a little bit pixelated and mm. basically but again that's just a question of money and time right like the companies that are making these headsets are sony facebook i mean massive multinationals and they just need bright people to spend a bunch of time and figure and they are they'll figure it out right and uh i i don't know if this is still the case but i know like with most electronics and especially VR batteries was a real problem because I mean, mm-hmm. they're just so heavy and you can't really have like a battery on the side of your head for hours. I mean, you'll eventually have like a total crink in your neck. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I had a kid I went to high school with that uh, got heavy in the VR and uh, him, uh, he developed a uh, technology. I guess one of the first things that were happening with a lot of the VR headsets that were coming out was causing headaches. Sure. Um, and, is, and issues with blurry vision and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so they they developed uh, the technology to where it alleviates that. Um, uh-huh. And he sold it. <laughs> and uh, But now he's working with a company that's taken the VR to the exercise arena mm. and um, doing it to where you can now like 
feel like what you're instead of just watching p90x and like you are with the people doing p90x oh right you um, can like look yeah. over and see the next person P90X doing there so like early 2000s right? yeah, but uh <laughs> dating yourself there. yeah but uh <laughs> but like different things and then like, when you're running on the treadmill uh running on the treadmill and and feel like you're doing actual trail running oh man because no 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 i want a lion behind me <laughs> right <laughs> chasing after you that kind of stuff but uh make me uh run that extra mile with, with that being said what what are the, like what's the best if someone wants to get into vr and they mm. want to go and watch your uh go to uh, only in vr what is the best headset you would suggest for them to use mm. so i mean the best ones are the dedicated vr headsets that are made for vr um, and so Oculus came out with a $200 one a few months ago called the Oculus Go, uh, which is really nice. It's a self-contained unit, so you don't like plug your phone into it. It's its own deal. Nice. Um, and that's a nice one. Vive is coming out with one called the Vive Focus, and we're actually working with them on their launch. Um, so we'll hopefully be doing some really cool stuff during their launch week. That'll come out later this year. Uh, if you have a Samsung phone, the Samsung Gear VR is really nice. That's the one we actually use when we, we take it around for demos because we've just got a half a dozen Samsung phones and headsets. And then, like you guys were saying earlier, any basically at this point, the operating system on any Apple phone or any Android phone is VR-enabled. Wow. And so you can just go to Amazon and order a third-party headset and plug your phone in and download apps off the Apple Store and the Google Store or VR apps. Um, the one that I recommend for just that, like if you just want to mess around with your phone, there's a company in San Antonio called Merge VR that makes, they're kind of funky. They make these, it's a uh, plastic, but really nice form fitting plastic, but it's purple. That's kind of their deal for their brand. <laughs> so you wear your purple headset on, but it's really nice. It's really form fitting. It works really nicely with your phone. You're just not going to get with a phone as much fidelity as you are with a with a dedicated VR headset because the phone isn't plugged in to the, the micro USB, so the head tracking when you move your head around, they're using the gyroscope in the phone. It's not necessarily as what's well, not it's, as nice. It's, as it's probably more like the, the Facebook 360 shots that you can do. Yeah, probably. right. And yeah. I have those ones now. I mean, I haven't looked at all the VR stores, but like you can access the YouTube. Facebook 360. I mean, there's a bunch of user-generated content out there you can check out. Yeah. A lot of which is unfortunately, you know, user-generated. It's pretty poor, but you can stumble into some pretty good stuff. Very cool. And, and so you have an app for this, correct? As far as if we want to come watch. So what's yeah. the what's the name of the app? And then what's the cost for yeah uh, access to the concerts and stuff? So the app is called Over O V R. Um, and on some of the different stores, like in the Google Play, Play Store, I think it's over colon um, music because uh, we, we couldn't get the original one. But if you search for only in VR or OVR, you'll find the app. Okay. Uh, it's free right now. What we'll eventually do, probably end of the year when we've got enough content, is we'll switch to like an Apple Music model, which will be sure. you know, free for 30 days and then a subscription. We'll probably price it at like four ninety five a month to get all the content after that. Very cool. Uh, so that people can come in and check it out. And then, you know, we add content and make the subscription obviously worthwhile for you to check out. But right now it's all free. So, and then you, so you're going to set it up to where you pay per concert or you pay your monthly fee and you get whatever concerts you want. Monthly fee. We'll probably end up doing um, some of the live streams we'll do on a pay-per-view basis. Um, so like you were talking about Dirks Bentley with great artists, if we got him and yeah. cause we do revenue splits with the artists and, and venues and labels we deal with, we want everyone to be in on the revenue. Yeah. And so that our business model is, you know, pushing more people to the app, more people viewing the app and then the artists making more money. And that's a key component to our company is that a lot of these artists have limits to what they can do in the, you know, they're not making as much money from downloads. Streaming is helping, but not being great. We want to be another revenue stream for them. So like a Dirk Bentley, we would go to on a live stream, we'd work with them and say, do you want to do a really cool, unique show? You normally do these big stadium shows. Let's do a small private intimate hundred capacity room, acoustic only show that you don't do on tour. Let's live stream it for 1995 or 2995, whatever he wants to do. Uh, and so then you would either pay for that or you could wait three or four months until we got it up on edited and got up in the app and have it be part of your regular subscription. Well, that was my first experience with Dirks Bentley was, uh, in a little, little like 200, uh, person yeah. venue, um, <laughs> in downtown Boise. 
but uh, and it was really awesome. It was Halloween, so they were dressed up <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> uh, and that kind of and stuff. Actually, when, when we talk to artists, one of the things that's cool about VR is we're able to take those artists and offer them shows like that that they can't do on tour. So yeah. if you get a larger artist, it just doesn't – the example I give all the time is Springsteen. Like Springsteen yeah. financially is going to play stadiums. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense for him. Yeah. And so you can go to an artist like that and say, okay, you can't do a tour of dive bars. Right. But – do one cool show in your local Jersey joint where you hang out with your buddies and drink beer and get up on and mess around and play songs and live stream that at, I mean, I'd pay a lot of money live stream at 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. And for the artists, it's cool. They can get creative. They can do different stuff. They can do venues that they never would do on a tour and they can make money. Um, so it's not just for fun. It's an actual revenue source for them. And then for the fans, obviously, I mean, I don't know about you, but like you're, Dirk Bentley experience. I'd much rather see him there than at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, well, and that, I mean, and that, they're cool experiences, but give me the one in the two hundred seat venue. And that's and that's the funny part is so the next two that I because that would that happened when he was like just first breaking out, and I didn't even know who Dirk Bentley was. My buddy, uh, funny enough, Chris Blazer from Episode Four, <laughs> oh, um, invited me uh, to the concert with him and. Uh, his girlfriend at the oh, time. The poor and people behind him. I know, right? <laughs> he's, he's six he's like, eight. Yeah. But uh, um, the, it's funny because we're sitting there, and uh, I'd never heard of him before. And I'm like, I really like this guy's music. The next two times I went, it was always in the arena, you know, with ten ten thousand plus people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this is ridiculous. Like you're so far away. It was still fun, but it was nothing like the intimate one that you're talking about. Right. Um, and yeah. and he, I don't think he has the ability to do that really anymore as those intimate ones because of how big his music got after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And exactly. What I would request is uh, going along these artist lines is uh, comedians. Oh, that would be oh, cool. Yeah. There, there's a lot of comedians yeah. that do really good shows that like, you know, where we live. Um, I don't even know where I'd go to a comedy show. <laughs> uh, and um, if I wanted to, I'd probably have to drive into D.C., which, you know, hour and a half each direction just to get into that. But there's a lot of fun comedians to listen to. Right. And I, I know a lot of comedians. Uh, I listen to quite a few podcasts where they talk about, like, doing Netflix specials and, you know, just their yeah. Comedy Central specials. And there's, a, I mean, a huge fight for, you know, getting the, the camera right to play with the joke because yeah. a lot of, especially with physical comedians, I mean, you have like that they, they run across the stage and you need to have the camera set up to capture that correctly oh, yeah. but with VR. I mean, you could just be sitting in the audience and that's yeah. awesome. Well, we, we were watching one, um, Ryan Hamilton on Netflix right now, his Netflix, uh, yeah. deal, and really funny, uh, comedy, clean comedy. And a lot of it has to do with his face because he looks happy all the time. <laughs> but like the camera keeps like, yeah. put, you know, jumping around, jumping him. around. And I imagine in VR actually like feeling like you're sitting in the front row would be an amazing right. experience for that. So that'd be yeah, my we, request. <laughs> no, it's no, it's, and it's, it's great. We've actually talked. There's a big comedy festival down here in Austin where we're based out of uh, called Moon Tower. Um, and they get a bunch of great artists. And we've talked to them about doing it. And we hopefully will do it at some point in the future. The the sort of weird problem behind the scenes in comedy, like you see in the Netflix specials yeah. and everything else, comedian unlike music, comedians are really really protective about their show before the tour is over. Oh, oh that's true. Gotcha. True. Because like we all know, like we could go see the same musical artist ten nights in a row, and it'd be cool. It's yeah. like okay, they played that song slightly differently. That was cool. The energy in the crowd was different. But comedians are petrified. Like you've heard the joke. You've heard the joke. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think we'll get there at some point down the road. There's a bunch of stuff we want to have on the app aside from music, but comedy is clearly one of them. We just kind of need to work through that whole thing where yeah. we record them. We keep, you know, we keep it not released until their tours are over and, and do it after that, and develop enough content. But it's definitely, yeah, we've thought of it. It's on the list because it's perfect. Like you're talking about, you're just a person in the audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and right. I mean, it seems like it would be a great, great situation yeah. for something like those 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 centri- the ones you watch on uh, netflix mm-hmm. those netflix specials yeah they're really yep. funny sitting there in the living room but if you could feel like you're sitting like if you're in the living room feel like you're sitting there right 
gotta be 10 mm. times more especially funny. with the directional audio where you yeah. can hear like the people like <laughs> right laughing line, behind, right you. behind you oh yeah 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 that's i mean so. that's and uh, i was just thinking while you were talking about that like uh like uh, the circus and stuff like that, you know, where they do the, like the cage where the motorcycle guys are going around. Can you imagine if you had a camera in the middle of that thing <laughs> where you could like look up and look down and there's motorcycles going all around? I mean, that's that's like to me, VR is kind of like limitless almost yeah. with whatever you can get a camera into. Well, how, how far away do you think? I mean, you know, so the big thing right now is, uh, well, it's probably on the tail end. It was huge uh, 10 years ago, but the um, going to the movie theater and doing the the giant screen that makes you feel like that was oh that IMAX was the, IMAX yeah like yeah. oh yeah and I went to IMAX once and I was like eh it's not really it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't different enough for me how close are you think to having it where you can be sitting in a movie theater and you have a VR set you put on sitting in your in the theater and you're in the movie oh so they're they're actually already doing that funny you mentioned IMAX IMAX is doing it out in LA oh really um, okay yeah so they've set up dedicated VR watching areas out there. Um, and so one, I think one of the ways early on people will consume VR content, if there's anyone listening that's as old as I am that can remember the video game parlors and, and stuff like that back in the 80s, uh, <laughs> where you could literally go to a place and play like Pac-Man. Yeah, like yeah. Like there's console. one here in town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there, and there's a lot of that in China right now and there's some of that in the states uh i went to a couple ones in new york city uh, that are dedicated vr arcades um and so i think there'll be some of that early on but where we all want to get to and the nice thing about these headsets like the oculus go and the vive focus the small self-contained ones the market we obviously all want to get to is just you sitting in your house yeah um, well even, even that like um being able to you know blu-ray <laughs> right come out on blu-ray you know Having your personal like uh, deal where you know wife and I put the kids to bed and want to watch a movie, we can just throw our headsets on and actually. I mean, she loves Marvel, so feeling <laughs> like you're uh, one of the people standing in the street when um, you know Thor's fighting somebody. Right, it's got to be <laughs> and gotta be a cool experience. Uh, even before we get to that point, because I imagine that is going to have to be basically an overhaul of. Hollywood on how they film and stuff like mm. that because there's a lot of like just past the camera stuff that yeah. you don't want people to see <laughs> um, but being able to look at a blank wall and that's your TV yeah I mean we with enough I mean with VR being popular enough we won't need TVs because that's yeah. going to be how we do it <laughs> and I mean that uh, and for the most part we've been talking about um, like where you're sitting still wearing the VR set but uh, there's even places where they've set up rooms where you're supposed to move around and you interact with like the environment and stuff yeah. like that I think that's yep. really far off but that's like super cool well, you're not going to need that if you're able to just put some gloves on and have the, like the, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the hot sensation cold. of feeling yeah, that's you know, crazy something hard me. or whatever but um, how cool would it be if you could eat a burger <laughs> in VR but not actually have a burger I'm, like. I'm really afraid of something like that because I feel like that's going to be one of those things where people stop eating you know yeah. <laughs> you hear about like oh yeah he kept just eating the virtual burgers you like to put a piece of uh, like foam in your mouth that you just chew on you think you're chewing a burger <laughs> that'd be insane hopefully it comes but. with some kind of nutrient paste yeah so you st you at least get some something I'm, out of it I might lose some weight <laughs> right uh, yeah so. no that's awesome yeah. so so you said uh, you, you you're, you do mostly in Austin right now, which Austin has quite a few awesome uh, concerts that go on. So that's a great place to you know start yeah. from. Yeah, Austin's a great base of operations for what we end up doing right now. And then the two cities we'll expand to later this summer: Nashville and Atlanta. So we want to cover. Um, it's important. It's really vital for us on a business point of view to have content from all the different musical genres. Um, so sure. you know, we could have the most killer country music you know, content and you might be a subscriber and, but you know, yeah. if, if your wife is a hip hop fan and we don't have enough hip hop and rap, then she's not gonna be a subscriber. Yeah. So those cities, Atlanta's got a really good hip hop rap scene with a bunch of labels and management companies and artists there. Nashville's obviously got country and a bunch of other stuff and Austin's singer songwriter and all three of those cities are big touring cities. So if you're a good touring artist, you're going to be going through one of those three. Hmm. Yeah, so all three of them are great music cities, and that's where we'll be looking to base. And we'll go shoot other, you know, like the exa other example I give all the time is Red Rocks, which is oh, yeah. an unbelievable venue. And that's on the bucket we get list. Artists, 
get an artist that's playing out there, we will send a crew out to Red Rocks. That looks great. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, as you say, um, uh, one of the questions I'd have is, can you name drop some of the, the concerts that we would find on your app right now? So right now, we, it's because we're mostly dealing with smaller touring artists in, in the Austin area. Probably mm-hmm. a bunch you don't know. We've got, but some of the some folks might know are like Melissa Etheridge, okay. uh, not kind of naughty by nature, is a '90s yeah yeah uh, hip hop band. Which those guys are great. We shot them a few different times. I'm there. old enough for that. <laughs> it's Cameron's. They're not the, I am. They're legit the nicest guys in the world, which is always <laughs> nice nice to hear when you see people. Yeah, that's always um, nice to find out. Good, a good UK band. We've got a band called the Hana that's on there. They're really good and and uh, and popular over there. And then we're actually like on your side with the Dirk Bentley stuff, the Nashville stuff is things we're looking to start doing this summer. So we're talking to some artists up there that we haven't finalized deals with, but I think people will be pretty happy about some of that content we get on pretty. That's very cool. That's awesome. Very well, cool. you had a request for comedians. I'm going to request uh, from the International Space Station. I'd mm-hmm. love to be able to look down oh, on Earth. Seriously, that would be insane. Like with my own view, you know, where you get to like, Look back and forth, see the the whole curvature. Hi. Although I'm, I'm sure we just lost some flat earther listeners. I know. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I, that'd be pretty cool because I bet you could put uh, uh, cameras out, like have them go out and put them outside on right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's space. It's space. Yeah, that you would can be, do whatever you want. <laughs> that'd be very cool. Be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. So, uh, personally, who who is the artist that you would be like? Okay, I'm gonna fan. Yeah, you yeah. On this. Who's the one where you're like, okay, uh, we made it. Yeah. Who 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 would you want to do it with? I so I skew like my music and artists. I love, more like the Springsteen eras yeah. of the world. Even though I still do a bunch of stuff, I'd love to catch him. Uh, Clapton okay. would be big for me. Sure. Um, U2's actually done some 360 stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and they'd be interesting. I mean, the other thing with me, it, with the content we want to do, the concerts are great, and that's the bulk of what we do. But I think what's going to end up being potentially even more appealing is all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. Just sure. hanging out with them in the tour bus or whatever. And so some of the artists that I would – like I've seen Clapton a few times. He's unbelievable, and I'd kill to see him in 360 in the headset. But I'd much rather like have the personal experience of having him – You know, weirdly, he lives in Columbus, Ohio. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like drop a camera down in his living room when he invites over like four or five of his buddies, and they sit around and <laughs> talk about whatever – I don't care what they talk about. Just talk yeah. about whatever they talk about. <laughs> sure. That, that would be the, the killer for me. Weirdly enough, like seeing him in, in concert is – you know, level one, and then seeing that is like level eight for me. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's that's probably where the that's probably where the the movie side will go first, right? Is, right. In the extras, you know, sure. You can have behind the scenes, kind yeah. Of stuff. So you're gonna feel like you're sitting in the director's chair. Yeah, uh, that would be filmed. awesome. Yeah. Um, but that just him talking about that, I, I now have this dark vision of the future of uh the kardashians in vr oh, gosh and it just being a 24 7 stream of their house uh, and, yeah. and nobody leaving their <laughs> nobody leaving the comfort of their living room because they're they're fine they're set yeah for real no it's like it's funny you mention it but i've had i mean i've not had conversations with their people but i've i've had random conversations with vr people i would i'd kill to get them for an hour shopping on rodeo drive Right, because you would get—I mean—the money would be insane that yeah. you get from that. Like it doesn't. There's a bunch of stuff. It doesn't appeal to me. Okay, that's why I, I just wanted to double check and make sure that you're like, I want to go shopping with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I made just for the entertainment value of being on that shoot. I yeah. usually send people, but it might be funny just to like see all their handlers. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> the handlers, right? seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're talking about, like people would kill to do, like them just walking out of the dressing room and modeling an outfit and turning to the camera and being like, "Hey, what do you think?" And you're uh, the one they're talking to. <laughs> yeah, people would people would go crazy for that kind of yeah. And that's that's that sort of that behind the scenes stuff is what's really appealing to a lot of the artists we deal with is because they know their fans want to get up close and personal, whether it's the Instagram feed for the you know photos of what they ate for lunch and mm. everything else and 360 is one way that they can allow fans into those situations safely. I mean, you can't have sure. like 20 fans hanging out with you, you know, it while you go out and have burgers and beer. Uh, it may yeah. just be a bad situation, but you can certainly do it in 360. So here's a question: How big does the cameras have to be? Are they getting small enough to where uh, 
in in the next few years. I might be able like to a be head, you know, like it, a, this would change baseball. Like if you could all of a sudden uh, feel like you're playing catcher. Yeah, that would be sweet. You know what I mean? And uh, watching a, a, I'm a huge Braves fan, Atlanta Braves fan, uh, but watching a baseball game and it would get like a whole new feel of feeling like I'm the catcher and I'm right. actually part of the game. Is that something that's not too far off? Being sure. able to do. Yeah, the, the size of the camera, the cameras are pretty small already. Okay. I mean, the one, the, the one, the professional ones we use up on stage basically are about eight inches tall and four inches in diameter and just oh, really? wow. sort of look like a, like I said, kind of like a big microphone. Um, so yeah, there'll be a lot of that stuff in the near future where, you know, baseball, for instance, I'm a big baseball fan too. I would think next spring training, they'll, they'll mess around with some stuff, maybe not on the field, yeah. but drop something in the dugout and well, even yeah. spring training, uh, it would be fun to be in the behind the scenes. And you talk about the behind the scenes aspect of it, you know, sitting there uh, doing their spring training drills and batting practice and like being part of that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I just MLB TV. I could just see <laughs> like all of a sudden offering sure. VR for games. Uh, and you know, the, as these cameras get smaller and smaller and smaller, all of a sudden it's just, part of the face mask of the catcher mm-hmm. um oh could you imagine like wearing it and the foul tip oh right face mask? i know insane and i was thinking uh uh i would uh drones have always been like to me the the next big thing for vr because if you can get a couple cameras on a drone mm-hmm. then you can be like up in the air and you can be flying and stuff like oh, that yeah. do you guys use much drones yet so we have, um, yeah, it's doable. It's because these cameras are light enough where you can put them under. I mean, you actually don't need a huge drone um, to be able to get them up up in the air, uh, and it's definitely cool. It's uh, and then in post production, you can uh, tweak with the video so that we can actually take the drone out, uh, if that makes oh. sense. And what you end up, you're just suspended in air. Wow. There's nothing like when you look up, you don't you see the sky. <laughs> uh, that's and so, crazy. Yeah, it's very, it's cool. It's very disconcerting for people there. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait till I can Superman around like New York City or something I like know, that, right? just flying around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the the spring training thing was interesting to me. Uh, I, and and when we were flying um, out here last summer, uh, or actually, I guess it was springtime. But we'd ran in uh, and we got to Arizona, so I was totally off on that. But <laughs> <laughs> we uh, were in line getting on the plane, and there's a dad and his two sons, and they had Cubs hats on. And I started talking to them, and they were there for spring, tr- like to go to spring training games. But it was right before the season started, and uh, all the good players were gone at that point, uh, um, which would have been a huge bummer. Seriously, uh, yeah. So like, you know, they were expecting to see it. Uh, and all of a they didn't get to, but being able to go to that VR, you know, these six-year-old kids, and they actually get to see like right. Rizzo, you know, and and yeah. some of the other players um, would be super interesting. Right, but, um, and, and then aerials you'd get from the uh, the uh, drone side of it for sure. all sporting events. We talk baseball, yeah, uh, football. They already have the lines going across the field with cameras. Right, right. Um, Although I feel like with baseball, it would be a lot more dangerous because you could like totally get a ball right into that drone, you know, know, take right. it down. And you know you'd have a whole bunch of people <laughs> sitting in their living room with the VR right, right. up against their face, like <laughs> totally crap themselves of how quickly yeah. like the feed went out. And <laughs> Well, they have domes. that ha- I mean, that happened like last week. <laughs> that what? A ball hit off a speaker. Oh, right. It was going to be a home run. <laughs> oh, no. See, down, that's the worst. Down in Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's when I think people would like start getting really upset about like the new technology when yeah, it starts ruining games. Yeah. Well, I think they're more upset about uh, the replay, instant replay, than uh, <laughs> which I guess, you know, if you're able to get a camera on a guy, <laughs> right. all of a sudden your replays are even better. Yeah. Maybe but, you uh, have all your refs, you know, off the field. <laughs> yeah. Actually, umpires would be a really good one to just right. throw on a... Yeah, have a stand with a camera there instead. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. No, so one of the – are you going to continue to do more traveling or are you kind of moving away from the travel aspect? We're doing some stuff. uh, We're actually doing some demo projects here in Austin and then in Nashville to start doing um, entire city tours uh, for some of those tourism boards. Um, So, yeah, we'll definitely be doing some travel stuff. Uh, main focus we've got is still going to be on the, the music stuff, but travel's cool, fun. 
Very cool. Yeah. Great application for it. Yeah. And uh, I could definitely see like uh, natural wonders too, like Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. like Grand Canyon. That would be awesome to be able to yeah. see before planning yeah. a trip. Yeah. Well, like even, so what are, cost aspect for like, you know, cost of product, um, is that going down pretty rapidly or is it high to go and like, like uh, if you're a, a boutique bed and breakfast, I mean, is something like that to do kind of out of your price range or is it kind of getting more mainstream enough that soon it will be in your price range as a small I mean, business? It, yeah, it's going to be, it's similar price wise to just a professional video production company coming out, coming out okay. there and doing regular video production for you. Oh, cool. Um, so, I mean, it's not, a, or it shouldn't be exorbitant. I know some people charge way too much for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're usually relatives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not it's not too bad. I mean, the problem though is, um, frankly, you like getting three sixty video shot is fine, and then you could put it on YouTube and Facebook, and people can scroll around and see it, and it's cool. But what what companies and locations need to start doing is is thinking about having it actually appear in the virtual reality stores as an app, so that people can view it in a VR headset, which gotcha. is where you really want to push people, hmm. and so that's that's the extra cost of production is developing an app um, that goes along with it, making sure you've got enough content on the app that people want to, you know, download it and spend some time with it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I guess uh, it's not enough for Netflix to have streaming. They also have to have shows. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the same beast, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Do you have a place that you want to travel to that you haven't traveled yet for the travel side? So weirdly enough, the place, my number one place I want to do in VR, I couldn't go into, um, which is the reason I want to do it. So in (laughs) Jerusalem, um, the mosque, the Dome of the Mount thing up on top of the the hill, you can't go in unless you're Muslim. Yeah. Um, And one of the cool VR applications is, you know, to be able to go into the Dome of the Rock in virtual reality and see it and experience it because you know in your lifetime unless you're muslim you're never going to be able to do that just oh yeah you can't go in there mm-hmm. um so experiences like that i think i would love to i mean i'll be standing outside so i've got a muslim crew in there filming it but I yeah think that would be pretty awesome that would be pretty cool yeah huh that's very cool that's a i mean that's kind of the the whole great thing about virtual reality is you get to go places you might not be able to necessarily go in reality exactly exactly so at least if you can't make it on you know right make it on your bucket list you can at least uh yeah. visualize it virtually. like the moon yeah. see i'm yeah. talking about I'm, space let's yeah. do the moon <laughs> yeah well i mean or the other things like i mean i'd love to take cameras up like mount kilimanjaro and climb the mountain and you know sure. my parents are wonderful and active and great folks but they're in their mid-70s and they're not going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro right um you know so you can take them and do that or I mean I'm also a big scuba diving fan and some people oh. just medically can't scuba dive they've got like ear problems and and yeah. other issues and but we can take them down to the Great Barrier Reef and that would you know, be awesome swim around the Great Barrier Reef and you feel like you're doing it so I'm guessing that's probably another thing that you'll have on there is experiences like uh, mm-hmm. you know skydiving sure um and those type of things that you'll be able to yeah. branch out into. I, heard I think the, one that'd be way fun is, uh, you know, just playing with fainting goats. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that'd be really satisfying, especially for right. kids, like just chasing in the goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would do it. Um, but. but yeah, in skydiving, I heard like, uh, uh, our, our friend Alex has been skydiving and he said like the coolest thing was looking down and like not seeing anything, you know, whenever yeah. you're in a plane and you look down, there's the window, there's this, you know, the frame around the window that blocks your view a little bit. But when you're out there and it's just, it's just you, I would love to be able to experience that like virtually. Well, and it's gotta be different than watching somebody with a camera. Just right. Like right. Totally different. And actually being like, right. You know, at that point you're sitting in front of a fan and you're feeling the wind. right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. That's the next, that's the next level for VR. We got to have like huge fans and rooms with yeah. heaters and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> have you had any like, experiences have you had any experiences where uh you know you went to go set up and do vr but it just was not working out weather wise like just things went wrong yeah i mean weather wise you can't so that you know the cameras are shooting in all directions and so you know you can't like hold an umbrella over the camera um because when you look up you see an umbrella Um, and so it's a little limited in terms of what we can shoot. You know, we can't shoot during rainy days. Obviously there's certain weather conditions that are really tough on us. 
Um, like in the music stuff we do, some of the venues are really difficult because all the lights are obviously pointed right towards the stage, which is fine for regular video because that's where the cameras are pointed. But we've also got cameras pointed towards the audience, and that means they're pointed towards the lights. Um, and so certain venues are much more difficult for us to shoot in just because the way they've got their lighting set up and us having to work around stuff like that. So if they come out with waterproof technology, is that something then you can do it or is it because like raindrops will stay on the lens? You're not going to be able to. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, they've actually got, you've got the cameras right now you can take down to, you know, 50 meters underwater and do scuba diving stuff and that's fine, but you can't in the rain, what you'd end up doing 10 seconds into it, you'd have water on the lens You'd and be looking out a, a, a windshield without wipers yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah right okay. and can you imagine wipers going across yeah. your vr headset <laughs> well i'd be cool like a twister experience oh true storm chasing yeah you know yeah i'd be into that <laughs> i'd be really into that yeah so that's a good movie i haven't seen in a while yeah but <laughs> No, good deal. Awesome. I, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. Us. Yeah. Um, oh, very cool. I learned more about uh, VR than I knew before. <laughs> and um, I, the app again is uh, OVR. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go download that myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll have to get a headset because um, I, 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 I'm interested to see how it all works. And I I love comedy, good comedy. I think you know, it's, it's funny stuff. So when it comes out, I definitely be looking for that. And, uh, the, I, the one thing about this for artists too, is, um, I can see VR helping artists. Like, you know, you said maybe some artists that we don't know, but make them known because mm, they're more willing sure. to do it. Sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, and they're doing those smaller venues. Yeah. It'll get more people like, Oh, this is great. Um, and even just places. I mean, kind of hidden places that are hard to get to. Maybe you have to, you know, hike 80 miles to see it. A lot of people can't just do that. Jaro would be a great right. Yeah. Another yeah, Everest. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'd love to see the tip of Everest without yeah. any kind of frame or anything. Seriously, so that'd be, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, awesome. but uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate. Oh, the we time. really appreciate it, and uh, love to go check it out. Yeah. Go uh, only in VR. Um, dot com to check it out yeah and uh go download the app if you have a, a system if not get a right. system and go check it out and and start getting mentally prepared for this new world <laughs> yeah no it's it's <laughs> uh you know with all of it, there's good and bad but absolutely uh, everything i'm hearing right now with uh mike and and their only in vr crew yeah this is all good yeah all good so, so far yeah so <laughs> um anyway but appreciate the time and uh, yeah. look forward to checking you out Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I love being here. It was a great talk. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate it. So that was a fun interview. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, a lot of cool things. I'm I'm excited. I hope they are able to take off uh, because I'm excited. uh, The possibility of not just concerts, but comedy. Right. right. uh, Sports. I mean, yeah, really anything. Yeah. Anything that, especially like things that require physical location, you know, like long travel, uh, crowds, even, I mean, we were talking about concerts and I was thinking like, man, if I could just turn off the smell of a concert, I'd probably enjoy it more. Yeah. I mean, all like the, you know, spilt beer and just like smoke coughing and like, it's just, it's too much. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and it's one of those things where let uh, people might go, Oh, well, it's going to take people away from going to those things. There's still going to be people that are going to want the experience of the, you know, beer spilled right. on their back and, right. and things like that. It's the real experience. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, uh, you know, ESPN stopped people from going to football stadiums. They're still yeah. generally full. Yeah. And, and that's the thing they, they might decline, but I think it just one creates a new revenue model. That's right. more affordable for people. Right. You can't go to, I can't go to a Boise state football game where I live right now. Right. And so, um, and we're, we're on this planet, almost 8 billion of us. We're, yeah. At a certain point, we're not going to all be able to experience things together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have like a, you know, let's say there's the biggest concert ever and everybody in the world wants to go like, there's no place on earth that could accommodate. Well, and what I see it doing for like sporting events and that kind of stuff is you might lose some fan bases, but then it's like, oh, we'll go back to smaller stadiums. Mm, right. You know what I mean? Right. And then make it more, a more intimate atmosphere in your stadium. Like, right. So, make it a deluxe thing. Yeah. Michigan's called the Big House. It's like the biggest college football stadium. Mm. It's like 110,000 people That's that can crazy. show up. And they, and they get that many people to show up and watch big games. I can imagine being 110,000 people. Like I, I've been to the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium in Arizona 
uh, for a Fiesta Bowl, which mm-hmm. filled up quite a much, quite a bit, and it was like seventy six thousand people, and it was a ton of people, mm-hmm. and your seats are like way up. Sure. And so, like nosebleed, yeah, you're there, but it's not the same as being, you know, fifty right. yard line, fourth row. Sure, totally. And so, if you make those the the seating smaller, you can fill up your thing, charge a premium, a premium seat, which kind of part of the problem right now is outrageous but then have a subscription make some extra money sure yeah um, where you can really you know, anything that takes down Ticketmaster. yeah exactly <laughs> and well, I'm, I'm willing to go up to arms against Ticketmaster on this podcast live yeah seriously <laughs> like i would i would pay a couple hundred bucks to get vr right every boise state game if it's done right right and you i've been I mean? to concerts where it's just a worse version of listening to the album at my house yeah because I'm, I'm so far away and the people around me are being jerks and i mean like there's so many things that can go wrong exactly where and even with vr i mean you know what if you just you can't do it that night you know you yeah. would and you would go to the ends of the earth to go to this concert but uh, you know, your kids being born or something <laughs> like that. You get to watch it later and the, almost, almost like the experience itself. The only thing I'm bummed about is that they can't go back and do VR based on like yeah. previous stuff. Cause the 2007 Fiesta Bowl with Boise State versus Oklahoma, it's one of the greatest college football games ever. Mm. And people are like, quit talking about Boise State. Go <laughs> check out the game. It'll change your life. Right. Or, um, my dad was always talking about this and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to pull out enough for you to know what I'm yeah, talking about. But there was like a um, miraculous throw that happened in football. The Hail Mary. I, I don't it, think it was like a Hail Mary. It was like one of those situations where it was like really early in the sport and really early in filming it. And there's this throw that happens, but it's like there's a moment where it's off camera. And then it's like perfectly in the person's hand. And it's almost like a conspiracy theory on like, okay, did it bounce off somebody's helmet? Like oh, nobody really? can figure out how it got to like well, there's, the angle there's that it got. That, there's two that came, comes to mind. One is the catch, which uh, was 49ers Super Bowl back in the eighties. Mm. Um, and it was basically thrown out, like almost thrown away out of the back of the end zone. Uh, and Total Hail Mary. Dwight Clark caught it. Uh, he passed away actually last week Ooh. and he caught it and, um, he, which is an amazing catch, went up there. He's like six five, <laughs> went up there and caught this ball. It's called the catch. So that's one. Um, the other one would be the immaculate reception. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, yes. so that was Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, yeah, and the ball was actually about. the ball was thrown. It was missed and actually hit off like somebody's leg. And, that's right. And the guy that it was the guy who caught it uh, was an offensive player, but he wasn't. Uh, the intended receiver. <laughs> oh, oh, right. It was and he, like, and he caught it and like, yeah. ran for a touchdown. Right, so. and it was like a total like game changer, and mm-hmm. it was like everybody missed this moment. Yeah, because it was it was a ricochet. <laughs> so the camera's going. This is probably like the seventies. Yeah, the I was thinking 80s. really early. But uh, yeah, so like it ricocheted off, and then, like you see it, but then you don't know where the ball went, and all of a sudden the guy has it in his hands. Right. Like, did he catch it? Like, yeah. Or did it hit the ground? Like, he scoop it up? Like, you know? And so. Right, and I, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of people who are like, oh no, he he just picked it up off the ground. It's totally it, not live. Yeah. It doesn't. It, yeah you know and so i mean if there's a situation like that where they had drones like flying from every angle and you know people for generations can go back and watch every moment that that ball is in the air i mean that's just going to be a really awesome experience i think for for generations to come to be able to go back now of course like they'll have super duper vr and our old vr won't even compare and they'll be like you know (laughs) the next generation will snob at us but yeah. <laughs> uh at least it's there i mean like can you imagine didn't if we they didn't... have vr in the 80s <laughs> did like, they i don't know like, like a like they uh, oh they i know like at arcades they had those like helmets that yeah. would come down on top of you and you would like swivel it yeah and stuff which like is that. like yeah so like that was Kinda, like basic yeah. vr yeah right yeah, exactly and uh but now they finally caught up to make but, it I mean, really good can you imagine if we didn't have any like original audio recordings of the Beatles or something oh, like that. Seriously. I mean, like th- th- what, what have we, what are we missing out on by not having it digitized? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity, especially in the travel industry mm-hmm. as a whole. Right. Um, you know, there it's, it's going to get in there. Um, I'm interested to see it, you know, getting into businesses hands so you can actually sure. see, I mean, it could be really awesome where yeah. it goes. And sure. I mean, he was talking about, uh, you know, for travel, it putting people to ease, um, like, oh, they can go and see the location. It's not as dangerous as the news makes it sound or your Facebook feed makes it sound. Um, but I think it would be awesome too for just like 
cultural appreciation. I mean, you could if you if I could like just drop down not into appropriation, a, but appreciation. Yeah, not appropriation, appreciation. <laughs> if I could just drop down into a street on Hong Kong, you know, yeah. and just watch, you know, people watch, watch yeah. people go about their daily lives, and then you do that in every single location, you know, every major city in the world, and all of a sudden you're you're walking away with a totally different view of you know people of different cultures and yeah. stuff. It's like everybody's kind of just doing the same thing that you're doing, you know, exactly they have different ways of doing it, different ways of talking about it different ways of seeing it but you get to see like oh this guy's just walking to work just like i'm about to do can we, i can't wait for uh survivor vr oh yeah there you go yeah that would be pretty awesome yeah every contestant wears a headset and they yeah. stream it 24 <laughs> 7 absolutely well, well, <laughs> like seriously like you well you, just, you wouldn't have to wear a headset you just basically uh survivor vr where you just have the camera set up and then you can watch Survivor in VR like you're sitting right. on the beach with them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, Especially yeah. during those games, I'd love to be able to like see it from a different angle. Like yeah. see like like some of the toss games that they do. It's like mm. it's hard to tell how close they are sometimes. Yeah, seriously. Um, or like being able to actually be part of it. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're like there and like, okay. I'm right here. But, you know, on, on uh, the other side, you know, VR definitely still has some, some ways to go. I was uh, recently watching this video of VR Blackjack. Which is like, why would you have to make that VR? But uh, the player noticed that he could lower his head low enough underneath the table and he could see the opponent's cards because of the position he was able to put his head in. You yeah. Know? And it's like little stuff like that will, you know, potentially ruin things in VR. Yes. So there's yeah. definitely some ways to go, but I'm really excited for the future. There's, there's never, that, that's one thing that I don't have an issue with VR is there is nothing. That compares to the original, mm-hmm. the real thing, the real um, deal, the real deal. Well, until but we this, have like surrogate robots, yeah, that exactly. we upload our consciousness into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going too sci-fi. Um, but yeah, I'm like this is my field, bro. I see this being like super enhancement for like, okay, that was a really cool experience. Now I want to go see it for real life. I want to. Right. I saw the tip of um, Mount Everest. Now I want to touch. Around of the tip. If you're sitting out there Everest. still shaking your head, like, no, 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 nobody's ever going to want to do the boring version of it. Nobody's going to want to sit on a plane, sit on a bus, do that. I challenge you to go and look up um, Semi Simulator. It's uh, where you pretend to be a semi driver and you literally just drive a truck yeah. for hours and hours and hours. And that's the oh, yeah. whole game. So if you think that people aren't going to do t- tedious tasks when there's like something better to do, you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's. The experience on the plane, uh, although sometimes it's like, uh, right. it's still an experience that sure. you can't Absolutely. make up for. Absolutely. So, well, great episode today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming, Cam. Oh, thank you for coming, yeah. Ren. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so nice. Uh, enjoyed, I enjoyed our nakedness with uh, the naked green machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, green Feeling smoothie. clean already. Yes. So, <laughs> and speaking of which, on that note, peace be the journey. Con trippin' my wagoneer and I Con trippin' readin' the road signs Con trippin' one playlist at a time Con trippin' odometers ticking, My mountain do a Red Bull sippin' I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishin' Cause I, I, I am gone Tripping